This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing pet peeves, things that are keeping Mike up at night. I was discussing soft costs. And soft costs are things that don't really show up in as much in your inflation report. Just little nickel and diamond that you get from all new businesses. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts over time. Now, this was brought into me by, have you been to the mall? We've been to mall shopping lately. Yes. So the new thing is, uh, I understand a bunch of years ago when the environmental concerns came over and they found we were using too many plastic bags. So they made some rules in the grocery stores where you had to pay for bags. And it was a small smidgen of money. It was five cents for a bag and you get your bag. So that seems to have expanded. And last time I went to a, a, the the mall, they wanted between 3 and $5 for a bag. And it, at one point I, I had a bunch of stuff and I spent $30 and they wanted $5 for a bag. And I was doing the math. It's like a 15% tax on top of the tax the government's taken to put this bunch of stuff I bought into a bag to leave their store. So it's been one of those things that have been an extra cost that we never knew existed that you just have to deal with now. Now, let's be real. You've probably got extra bags in your car somewhere. I, I could have brought the bags out you of my car. You could have, but you forgot to bring those extra bags in. Yes. So it, it is your fault. So, and you're probably too lazy to go back to your car and get those bags because you're already in line, you're ready to pay, and you're ready to get out of there. So I think the trick is to go to like a winner's first where you get the big bag and then go to the other stores afterwards. My, my order of shopping was way out of order. The other one that's kind of interesting is I, I understand that the liquor store has stopped even paper bags. Yeah. So you can buy a bag, but they no longer give free paper bags, which is a bit of a nightmare because... Do you want to be walking out of the liquor store if you're a little cheap yeah. with four loose bottles in your arm? Let's say you're buying wine for the, you know, the, the upcoming holidays. Yeah. You got four or five bottles of wine. Are you going to wrap your arms around them and carry them out? You could get a box, but my guess is if the bags are gone, the boxes are going to be in huge demand. So you're not going to be able to find those boxes anymore. Yeah. It was, when we were down in Australia, there was a new charge that hasn't come to Canada yet. But every time you used a credit card, there was a reverse charge. So if you used an American Express card in Australia, they charged you 3% more. If it was a Visa or MasterCard, it was 2% more. It was just added to your bill. No matter where you went, you were getting that extra charge. Yeah, they used to not be allowed to do that. I think they're still not allowed. In, well, in Australia, yeah. they're allowed, and it, and it was working. And... What's interesting about these extra charges, they never go away. They never disappear. They become permanent. Let's go through some others. Banks. Bank fees. Um, what's your biggest one that drives you crazy? Um, you know, the one that got me uh, yesterday, I went to take out some money from a U.S. account and U.S. dollars, and they chose charged me a $3 fee to take cash out. Now, is and, this your bank that you went to? Yeah, yeah, my bank. And so you're taking money out of your, S, your U.S. account, but they charge in, you $3. In U.S. dollars. And you don't have a choice, right? I don't have a choice. I, I, the, the money's in there, and I want to take the U.S. dollars out for travel, and they charge me a $3 fee to take 
U.S. dollars out of a U.S. bank account. Seemed to be what it was for. Now, if you go to another ATM, often that ATM will charge you a fee, and then your bank will charge you another fee for yeah. the same ATM, for, for, for using the ATM. Yeah, so you actually to, double fees. There's a $3 to $5 fee, plus there's a foreign exchange fee if you're doing anything for it. The amount of fees that you have on a small transaction, you start to look at it, and it can be you know 5% to do a transaction. It's ridiculous. Credit card fees. Do you pay many credit card fees, or are most of yours free? I think I have two I pay. Okay. Are yeah. they reasonable fees? Um reasonable you know uh, american express always had a bit of fee if you want uh, the higher end cards uh it does have uh, some extra service that come with it i've been pleased with the service at, at amex when i call it i can actually get someone on the phone the ones that i find are free when i go to call them it's a three-hour wait so i guess you get what you pay four times right there's a a movement today to start charging fees if you receive statements whether it's from your bank, whether it's from your utility company, you're going to pay a higher amount if you get a statement delivered. Does that make sense? I understand a bit of it. They're passing on some costs, and people could obviously, you know, enter the new world and have uh, and and get their statements online. Some of the things that do bother me, though, is I went to get statements uh, electronically from the past from the bank, and they charge you if you want to see statements from a year ago to view. You don't have them printed. It's just a matter of giving you access to them to be able to look at them. They're going to charge you to be able to do a printout of them yourself. So some of them I understand, some of them I don't. Disposal fees. I know this mostly because up north at the cottage, things are a little bit different, but also in the city. So in the city, um, you know, we have four blue bins that we put at the end of the driveway every week. We have a couple of green bins. We typically have one or two, depending on how many kids are home. But garbage bags, you're only allowed two. And if you have a third garbage bag, you got to pay. You got to pay. Yep. And that can be up to $5 a bag. And so that gets pretty expensive. So then what starts to happen, people will look across the street and see their neighbor has only one bag out. And they'll go and put that extra bag over at their neighbors. And then their neighbor gets upset because I read all these <laughs> things that are going on in the. Uh, in the homeowner network, there people are complaining that their neighbor put a garbage bag at the end of their driveway. And how dare they? At the cottage, it's even different, Mike. We are allowed two bags, and that's for a cottage. Yeah. And typically, cottages have lots of people. And so you're allowed two bags every week. At least it's every week at the cottage. But you're only there two months of the year. You realize I'm not feeling sorry for you. you get your garbage picked up at the cottage. Well, <laughs> you're in that luxury I, neighborhood. <laughs> we we do have it picked up, but it's so useless because I always have more than two bags. Yeah. That I just take it to the dump. It's easier now. Going to the dump, they actually record your license plate, and and if you've already dropped off two bags that week, they yep. start to charge you. Yep. So I typically will take. I I'm always trying to beat the system. I'll take a different car. Yeah. I'll I'll take up to. Th you know, I'll take the kid's car to take the, the, the garbage just to save on the, the $10 and extra fees. I remember years ago, uh, Kajin, like 30 years ago, it was always a polite thing when someone was standing at your cottage, they would take the garbage. Remember those days? Yes. They would, they would go in. The, it was one of the things that no one wanted to do. And if you're a guest in someone's house, you should offer to take the, take the garbage to the dump. There's, there's even charges. Now, if you've bought anything like tires recently, uh, when you look on your bill, there'll be a disposal fee for your tires. 
uh, electronics. If you go buy electronics at uh, Best Buy, you're going to find a disposal fee if you, and some of these rules have been changing lately, but uh, this is going in the past year. I think they're doing some changes on how they actually work. But uh, in the last year when I bought a TV, I have to pay something like 10 or $20 for a disposal fee for the, the TV. If you ever went to have your car serviced and you go through uh, your car bill, you're going to notice disposal fees on everything listed that they put into your car. So anytime they change fluid, you're going to pay a disposal fee. This is stuff that didn't exist years ago. Another form of tax. So then let's go to the, the master of extra charges, and that's our government. Whether it's passports, birth certificates, health cards, you name it, there's fees attached to it. And it, it's interesting because at some point it has to end, but it doesn't seem to ever end. It just seems to continue and continue. And we, we, you know, we did a podcast earlier on a successful retirement. These are things that you didn't necessarily incorporate into your retirement when you did the initial plan. And the government's not usually small jumps because they use big figures. All of a sudden, they go from zero to fifty dollars, or all of a sudden from fifty to two hundred fifty dollars. They they make big decisions on these things, so they're not inflationary. They're just an extra added cost. What about carbon tax? It's been making a lot of news lately. Um, you had it down as our new enemy. What drives you crazy about carbon tax? Well. Essentially, it's uh, the government com continues to say inflation is a massive problems, and carbon tax is a huge contributor to inflation. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not that well organized on where it goes. They say it's a cost neutral. It's not co cost neutral for you or me. So it, it goes it goes back to the provinces is where they said it was cost neutral for the federal government because they're giving it back to the provinces. But that doesn't come back to us. So it is an extra cost. I mean, when you look at the difference, it's 14 cents per liter gasoline, right? So if you have a 40 liter tank, and I got a lot more than that, that's 560 on a tank, right? My tank is 80 liters, so that's about 70 liters. So I'm probably about $10 a tank extra I'm paying on carbon tax now. I understand uh, environmental concerns, but I don't see it going directly back to the environment. And if I'm paying that, when you get your groceries in the store, Everyone who's delivering that's paying that carbon tax too to get there. So it's going to be inflationary. Lots of articles about tipping lately. Once again, the wonderful thing about Australia is there's no tipping. And so it made going out to dinner much easier. You didn't have to tip. You could if you wanted. The odd time, if someone was helping me with bags, if we were at a nicer hotel, I might give them $5 if they brought the bag to the room or something like that. But tipping was basically not considered part of the economy. In North America, it's very different. Today, you go out to a restaurant, they'll bring you back the little machine, and the options are 20, 25%, and 30%. What's happened there? Mike, you and I used to be bartenders in a previous life. Yeah, if you did well, you were getting 15% back in those days. A 20% tip was extraordinary, right? And the, the dollar-wise, because the Everything that you bought has been inflationary, right? When we were in the bar, a beer was two eighty-five, right? So now a beer is like nine bucks or something like that, right? So the the tip should have went out as a percentage, should have went up with the cost of beer, so you would have begin more money. But uh, beyond that, they start to increase the expectations. And I, if I had good service, I would always tip twenty percent. You know, it was one of my things where I thought, okay, they did a good job. It was twenty percent. Nowadays, twenty percent is the bottom of the tipping yeah. scale. 
Yeah, if I've had bad service, I'll typically do, go 10. Average service, 15, and really good service, 20. I, I, I won't do 25. I, I won't even touch 30. Those are just ridiculous. We're starting to see it in other locations. We're starting to see it in drive-throughs, in grocery stores, in convenience stores where they want to see if you, they can collect a tip off of you. I think it's just, it's gone too far. I'd rather see you increase your prices a little so that I don't have to make that decision at checkout. I hate having to make that decision. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Especially when it's a service that where there was really no service. Yeah, it, it makes you feel cheap and you're not cheap. <laughs> it's the problem. You, you know, you have this thing like you're, you go in and someone's just handing you something at fast food and I feel cheap about getting your stuff at the fast food. And, I'm, you know, I always tip well when I'm in restaurants and things like that, but yeah, it's uh, moved too far. Concert tickets. Ticketmaster, Live Nation, oh, just disastrous. It, it, it's amazing. It's, you know, you can see the price of the ticket. Let's say it's, you, you want to go to a concert and you've found them for $200 each. So you're going to get two tickets and it's going to be $400. And you put it all through on Ticketmaster and it's now $550. And you're like, what just happened? It was $400 and now it's $550. And there's delivery fees and there's tax on this and tax on that. They say that organized crime is gone. <laughs> this is so, somehow it, and it's funny. You've seen artists in the past try to fight it. I think Pearl Jam tried to fight it. They they can't win. They just control everything. It's the biggest monopoly I've seen. No matter what you do, and they've even went and they've managed to go and make money off the scalpers. Like at least you used to have scalpers out in front that you could buy a ticket from and work a reasonable price. Now they're taking profits because they have all the secondary ticket lines, right? So half the time you're not buying directly, you're buying from people who they've sold the tickets to, knowing that they're gonna sell them, and then they make a profit off selling them a second time. So it's, I mean, business model, hats down, and they've done a great job of creating the ultimate business model, but it's terrible. Airfares, this one, I, I'm a big believer in here's the price of the ticket. I can put my bags in. I'm allowed one check-in bag, one carry-on. Serve me a meal on a flight that's over three hours. Instead, it's a completely different experience. Um, now you pay for premium seats, not so premium seats. You uh, pay for extra bags. And not just a little, you're paying $50 for an extra bag in some cases. Yeah. You're paying landing taxes. Now, think about this. If you go park your car and there's five people in your car, do you pay more? No, you don't. If you land in an airport and there's five people in your family, you pay more. It's one plane that landed. Yeah. So why aren't they charging the planes? Why are they charging the passengers? Why are they charging the passengers? Yeah, it you know, whenever you go over to Europe and you start to fly places, you realize there's something horribly wrong with the system because you can fly in Europe for, you know, a hundred bucks, you can go anywhere in Europe. And all of a sudden in Canada to go, if you want to go from Toronto to Montreal, you're going to be paying 500 bucks, which is ridiculous, right? It's like a, it's an hour flight, under an hour flight. And the, the costs are just through the roof, uh, particularly in Canada. I think one of the interesting byproducts of this whole thing is people are smart. So they'll say, well, I'm not paying those extra fees. So I'm going to take two or three small bags. And they get on the plane and they've got two or three small bags. Problem is all the passengers now have two or three small bags. And all the small bags don't fit in the plane. Meanwhile, underneath the passengers, the baggage area is empty. 
because yep. all the bags are now up top. So what ends up happening, getting onto the plane takes forever. And then there's always these 10 people that came late and their bags can't get on. And there's a whole kerfuffle about how we got to get their bags off and then got to be checked outside and tagged outside. Half an hour, 40 minutes later, the plane leaves. Yeah. And it used to go and buy a seat on a plane. Now it appears everyone's bought the seat next to the washroom. <laughs> and if you don't want to be next to the washroom, we're seeing who's going to pay a premium not to sit next to the washroom on a plane. So it's not even, they're not auctioning off first class seats. It's any seat you're, you're going to pay for. And the last person to give ends up sitting next to the washroom. So all of these are just another tax inflation. Mike, you and I are sounding a bit like Scrooge at Christmas time. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited. <music>